No, man, I'm telling you, cortada over cappuccino every single time. Uh, snap. What's up, Boosters? Another episode of the Booster Podcast. Hang on with Chad Higgins. Uh, picking up this time where we left off last time about the idea of usury. That's not the right word. It's not the right word at all. But it's the idea last week talking about how not to use other people. This week in the life of ministry, how to not feel like we were being used. A uh, critical topic, uh, I think, for a lot of us uh, coming into a new season of ministry. Uh, maybe the topic as we talk about what it means to be staffed to a team, especially in a mode either in or coming out of crisis. I think a lot of us maybe took things on in an emergency way or in a temporary way, but sometimes the temporary can feel a little more longer lasting with some severe and specific impacts. And so Chad, I think we're just going to dive right in today. I mean, we had the episode last week of talking about the way we lead our teams, but I think for this episode and the nature of the topic, uh, it's important to just say what we mean up front. And so uh, set the stage for us a little bit, I think for some of the concerns that we have uh, for our ministry friends that have expressed it either directly or indirectly, that they feel like they're in a situation, they're serving in a role, they're leading on a team or as a part of a ministry where they just feel... Uh, taken advantage of in their efforts. I mean, I think there's a, there's a very broad umbrella of what that could look like, um, but I think in just kind of a general sentiment that their work is being either undervalued or their role or responsibility is either being either overlooked, undervalued, or um, overexerted or overrequested. And so um, set us up for a little bit kind of what we are talking about and maybe give us some direction where we're going to go today. Yeah. So one of the things that I would add in this is uh, there's a lot of questions, right? There's a lot of nuance to the conversation. Um, Everyone's going to be at different places dealing with different things. Uh, And so I, I want us to be really clear in what we talk about, because I would say too, that I think that there's a, um, there's a caution that we have to take that I think for some people they feel used, um, when in all reality, it's just the nature of the job, not meaning, not meaning being used is, but, um, this is the work that we've been called into. Okay. Um, and so, Understanding that yes, being a youth pastor, there are times where we we are late, out late. You know what I mean in the evening, yeah, ball games. Like, sure, okay, that, that okay. is part of the rhythm of the work. And so, if you feel like any anything past five p.m., you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, it is too much to ask of you. You also have to pump on the brakes and say, okay, maybe I'm being unrealistic. Some of the work is going to happen outside of traditional nine to five work hours. 100%. And so if you jumped into this job thinking that it's just ping pong, just pizza, and a great nine to five. Yeah. You probably already want to quit. It comes with an office, but not an office job. Yeah. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Some people are like, well, the office is a closet, and uh, right. I had to build my own window. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, and, and so I want us to be cautious in that, Be- because he- here's the thing that I don't want anybody to walk away from this episode with, is feeling like um, I hate my place more yeah. that I'm working. Yeah. 
I hate my situation. I'm frustrated with my senior pastor or my leadership or any of those kind of things. Um, hopefully what we encourage you with today is towards health. Yeah. Um, is towards good boundaries. And so I wanted to say that up first and foremost. And if things are not quite right, maybe starting a conversation with those, at least to raise the awareness. I think I think sometimes uh, some of the workplace uh, suffering can happen in silence mm-hmm. uh, and not knowing who to talk to or how to talk about it. Um, if it's a problem with your senior pastor or senior leader, it may be with them or it may be the board or team that's adjacent to it. Yep. And so I think that would be, at the end of this episode, hopefully you feel left with maybe some some clarity or some camaraderie or maybe even some direction uh, of what to kind of go or do next, and it's important. I, I think one of the areas that a lot of this gets started with is um, unrealized expectations. I think think you're right. Like we talk a lot on the podcast about success, health, and expectations, and I think expectations is the root word for a lot of workplace frustration. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think what ends up happening for. Uh, a lot of ministers is their expectation of what the job is is different than their leadership. Yes, their leadership over time ends up asking for the things that they believe are the expectation. Yes, and as the the, the minister starts to feel frustrated, starts to feel used, going, "Well, how am I supposed to get that done?" With everything Thing else. else, yeah, the the unasked things, yeah, Correct. yeah, yeah, and and so I think starting from this place is understanding. Okay, what are the clear expectations that my leadership has of me and of this role? Um, and then beginning to ask the question of, okay, is that reasonable? Yeah. Um. But I would say even before asking of, is that reasonable, what are things that are high on my own priority that yeah. may not be part of that expectation? Because at some level, and I think this is maybe where the frustration starts, like you were hired uh, at whatever level you were hired at to bring some both energy and expertise to the thing that you were asked to do. Like clearly there's something that you know how to do or have a desire to do, some energy to do that's going undone in the ministry that you're a part of, the church that you're a part of. And so there is something there of like, I think this could really matter. But I think what often goes missing is not clarifying or informing <laughs> your leader. Like this is one of the things that's really important. Like mm-hmm. pick whatever it is. And I hate to even name an example because it may send someone spiraling in one particular direction. But there is that shift or or or, or rift between what the senior leader foresees as the necessary strategy of leading this ministry, and then the perceived strategy of you, the one who's in charge of leading an aspect of a ministry or team inside of the larger church. And I think that vision alignment for what needs to happen, not happen, uh, is really important to share. Obviously, the first thing we would say um, before you get hired, no, there's no time like the first no. day. There's no time like the day before the first day. Well, no, no, th- that whole process. The whole like, thing, yeah. Th- those are those are questions that have to be asked and yeah. asked importantly. I, I know that there are different situations, right? Sometimes you're in a spot where you're like, I kind of need a job. Yeah. Um, but I, Hey, this looks better than where I'm at. So I'll take it because it's better than where I was. Sure. Which will always remind you that you need to be help building where you're at. Sure. Into a place that's not only healthier you to serve at, but the person after you. Yeah. 
Um, if it was great without you, then if it gets to be ungreat, yeah, then maybe listen, wouldn't man. <laughs> the other place, the other place down the road, even though there's more seats in the in the auditorium and a bigger budget, it's not better. It, no, there's always there's always going to be some issue, right? That you're dealing yeah. with, that you're frustrated with. That's a part of life. Yeah. Um. But I don't think enough questions are asked during some of those interview process from the person getting interviewed. Yeah. Like in the same way that you're hoping that the people on the other side of the table say yes to you. Yeah. You should be looking for like questions of like, do I actually fit these expectations? Does my view of ministry and what I believe this role should look like line up with this leadership? Um, because if you can already see problems, if their if their goal is let's just say um, highly relational, man, there's an expectation that you're in the community, yeah. at the schools, those kind of deals. That that's a great sure. style of ministry. There's also, I think, a very good style ministry of the guy who um, is great programmatically. Yeah, uh, can you know what I mean? Is maybe a great communicator. Those kind of ways that he can build system, recruit leaders. Those kind of deals. That guy is also no less valuable as a minister. But if you have a guy who's heavy program, mm-hmm. trying to fit into a heavy relation, like communal relationship play expectation. Right, 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 right. You've, you've still got a great minister. That's going to really struggle. Yeah. Like bad. Yeah. Cause he's going to spend almost all of his time working on great program stuff. Th- these things that are not bad. Yeah. Right. And then when his senior leadership's going, Hey man, how, how come you haven't been to any of the football games? Right. And he's going to go, because I've been up here for band practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's going to start listing out. tuned for our Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah. All of these things that are great, but it's not the primary focus. Of the vision, the leader that, right. that brought you in. Right, right, right. And so you're immediately going to be feel used. And I'm going to push back and say that I don't think that person's used. Mm. I just think that there's a miscommunication of expectation. Yeah. And I don't think it's his leadership's fault. And I don't think it's their fault mm. either. What needs to happen at that point is let's come back to the drawing board. Yeah. Let's talk about, hey, how how can I be most successful here? Yeah. And sometimes that is like getting your leadership on board and realizing, you know, hey, so and so is actually a great youth pastor. Yeah. Or seeing the results of that. But it looks different than what I thought. And so understanding, okay, he may not be at all the football games, right, yeah. or whatever, um, but that's not our expectation. Well, I think that's why, and I think another reason to have it at this time of the year, uh, I know a lot of folks are doing annual review times with their senior leadership. I mean, if you're not going to have the conversation and it's planting a tree, 
the best two times to plant a tree or 20 years ago or today. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of this year of 2021, to evaluate what's actually expected of you in your role and to have that end of year conversation. It may already present itself in a you know year-to-year annual review with your senior leader. If you don't have that space, I would at least ask you to make a time for an informal, a formally requested informal coffee just to talk about like, man, what, what does good ministry mm. for our church and team and my role on the team look like moving forward? And it's not a, a like, well, you ought to. It's like, how can we together kind of map out, again, after this last year and a half of re-examining and re-evaluating everything, let's re-up some clarity on the expectations to like kind of name the things that are most important because the stress comes when it's the little things that feel like added extra, like you shared at the beginning, were maybe not added or maybe were added, but they weren't extra because they were a part of the vision of the ministry as cast by the folks that were kind of leading the whole ship. And so I would say one of the things to, to really name is do you have not a job description? If you're if you're falling back to a like, well, this is not what the job description said, um, then you're playing a weird paper game. But with the relationship of your senior leader or leaders, your person who is overseeing your effectiveness in the role, not as a person, but in the role, do you have a clear understanding of some of the key functions? task and opportunities that really help to kind of outline how you should be spending your time. Um, this is not them telling you how to do your job. It's telling them where you should be putting your energy in yeah. your job. I think that's a really important clarification. Well, and I'll say this too, and this isn't to throw anyone under the bus, but I think that I think there are a lot of leaders that sometimes don't know what they want. It's true. And they will simply just evaluate the end product. Yeah. The, 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 what did we learned the other week, the lag measures, right? Like, yeah. like how many kids were there? Well, that's, that's fine. That's after the fact, but not the, yeah. But I think a lot of these feelings happen with that, right? You have, you have a leader who's maybe disconnected a little bit, right? Yeah. And all they're evaluating is, well, you used to have 60 kids, and now you only have 40 kids. So you're two-thirds as effective. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not doing something right. And instead of them really digging in, uh, of figuring out, okay, what's, what's actually going on? What's happened? It's, it's immediately their view of fixing it is whatever they view not happening. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's where this reactionary leadership comes in mm. of that guy in his office that's never visited Wednesday night. Right. Looks at the data spreadsheet, goes, Well, we're 20 kids down. Yeah. Obviously, our youth pastor's not doing something right. Uh, he so, should, what's, so, what's he not doing that he used to be? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or what, what's he not doing that I think a good youth pastor should do? Yeah. He should be at more football games or he should maybe yeah. be a better speaker or whatever. More Saturday parties, man. We need more yeah. events. Yeah, yeah. We need more events. Sure. Yeah. And, and so then that feeling begins to happen. And I think that happens. We talked about it last week. There, there is a relational equity that has to be built. Um, I heard a great quote the other day, uh, and I'm going to butcher it a little bit, but you'll get the, the concept of it. it. It says this, every single person is capable of being the leader they wish they had. Mm. 
Um, and the, the reason that that's uh, effective is you know what you need, right, in a yeah. leader. And sometimes we can look at our, our leaders and go, well, I wish they were more this. I wish they were more yeah. that. I want to challenge us as we look at this process before we start pointing fingers and begin to ask ourselves, okay, are we being the leader yeah. that we wished we had yeah. to our volunteers, maybe even to other staff members that are on our teams, those kind of things. Because until we're able to step into that role, we don't fully understand and know what we need to have. That's good. That's good. And and so I would challenge us to begin in that process if we're beginning to feel this. So if we feel like we have unclear expectations, how many of our volunteers feel that? Yeah. Yeah. Do your volunteers know that of your expectations or do they feel like oh, Oh, they're always frustrated, uh, yeah. you know what I mean, or whatever. Chad never gets me that email on time. Right, 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 right. right. These kind of things that, that we may feel frustrated with our own leadership, we often project as well. Um, and let's be clear, organizations take on the characteristics of their leader, good and bad. <laughs> and, and here's what I'll say too. Have grace. Yeah. Uh, your senior pastor is not perfect. And newsflash... One day, if you sit in that chair, you will also be massively flawed. Yeah. Uh, and and you'll see it. And we feel it in ourselves. I think one of the biggest areas of all of this is a self-projection of how good we actually think we are in this. Mm. Mm. And I think doubt and worry has crept in. And when we've seen our own numbers go from 60 to 30... And then we hear even a suggestion yeah. from our senior pastor. To change course. To change course. That advice is often not taken with humility. It's taken with anger and frustration. Mm. And immediately we get defensive. And, and then what happens? We've been there. Let's talk about it openly. We start to begin to look at their flaws just to get one shot in. Yeah. Just to get oh, man. one divot, one oh, chip. Oh, I wasn't at the football game on Friday. Well, where have you been, Jeff? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that feeling. You leave Jeff out of this. <laughs> <laughs> if your name's Jeff, oh, by the see, way. Jeff. I tried to pick somebody that I don't think I've worked with. So. We'll see. We'll see. Um, <laughs> no, but but realizing, man, like you're on this team with them. Yeah. They're not per- they're not gonna be perfect. They are going to have expectations that you may or may not agree with. And you do too. My encouragement is to realize that you're fighting the same battle. Mm. You're on the same team. And and the, the quicker you can really have compassion for your leadership, for the most part, the vast majority of people that I've met in the church world, want to do a good job. That's right. And if you get to the place that you've addressed all those things openly and honestly, and they still have it, yeah. that's a clear sign that sure. things are not okay. And I think that's the, the language that I would share for folks that are feeling this way is what led you to a posture of defensiveness? Mm. Um, is it an accumulation of cuts and tears of, you know, things that were suggested or mentioned 
or pointed towards that felt, uh, did you confuse the barrier, the line between professional work and personal opinion? Uh, or is it something more? And if it's something more, I think that's, that's the, the thing that we want to push folks to, uh, that there may be some real, some real issue yeah. there, uh, worth exploring either other options or for professional help, uh, for the situation that it's in. But for, for a number of us, uh, that are feeling stretched thin, instead of trying to cover all our bases for all the things that have been asked of us, return to the center and evaluate what's even expected of us. I think a lot of us can feel really defeated when we've accomplished everything on the to-do list Mm -hmm. and we feel like no air of gratitude or we feel thankless in the work doing it. That is when those uh, thoughts become feelings and feelings become mindset for us. Again, the work we do is noble, it's relational, it's heavy and important, even when it's good. And so let's make sure that we're at least tracking with the right kinds of expectations that allow us to feel good about the energy and effort we've expended with our teammates. And it's so important to remember that they are our teammates. Can I, can I leave us with one last thought? Um, it, it's in all of this that we're talking about. Where are we seeking recognition from? Um, because when when we don't think things are good, right, we become defensive and we look for recognition from our leaders. And the problem with that is this. When things are great, we feel puffed up. Look what I did. Look how great of a youth pastor I am. But that's a double-edged sword because when, by no fault of your own, you just graduate a big senior class or yeah. whatever happens, right? and there's not quite as many kids in the room, you also then go from feeling like a great youth pastor to a bad youth pastor. And we've stopped evaluating faithfulness, mm. and we've traded it simply for numerics. My encouragement to you in this role is strive daily to be faithful. Mm. And here's what I want to encourage us, to be honest in days that we aren't. Mm. Because it's in being honest in days that we aren't, when we should have maybe been doing work and we didn't, and we just watched maybe some YouTube videos that we realize it's in days like that that builds the bigger blow-up frustration when things aren't done well and somebody says something and we get really mad about it. Let's be honest and realize you're not perfect in this. There's going to be YouTube days. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Um, the problem is, and, and I, I, I th- and I would even caution, don't don't beat yourself up over the YouTube day. Mm. Um, but don't allow the YouTube day to be every day. Mm. Um, so don't be lazy. Remember that you're called to serve. Um, and remember who you're looking for applause from. 